0: Hi and welcome to So What's Up, in this episode we're going to be talking about planning your e-commerce Christmas campaigns. Hi I'm Chelsea and I'm with James today and we're going to be chatting all things Christmas and um, you might be thinking that this is very very early but um, those that um, fail to plan plan to fail in my eyes around this um, this time of year so um, we are here to help you Get get yourself together for your Christmas campaign.
1: Yep, that's right. It's only August, uh, I think. Is it August? Um, <laughs> yeah, I <it's August>. have <laughs> no idea what, what, year, what month it is. Um, and actually, you know, in years gone by, we've been doing Christmas campaigns since um, April odd in March and April time of the year depending on the business Um, and obviously everyone knows that in certain industries retail particularly um, they're planning uh, Christmas stock and inventory early in the year because it just takes that long to get it and I think especially nowadays where everyone's got delays on uh, on getting goods still uh, it's certainly on the mind of most of our e-commerce clients um, that are um, especially sort of the focus on sale periods of time around the Christmas period. Um, so now is a really good time to start the conversation about what are you going to do uh, in December or before December if you uh, want to launch your Christmas sales early?
0: So what I would um, just throw in there is obviously Christmas 25th of December but really if we actually look at the, sta- the stats and the data around Christmas the best selling time really for Christmas is November and if you can do anything around Black Friday and have your sale correspond with that in any way it's kind of that stage where it's around like the 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 payday of November and um, obviously people either they might get paid early in December or they might get paid after Christmas on December so really you kind of want to um, you want people to have that awareness and that consideration of you so that they can buy around November payday really
1: yeah, you're right. Uh, I think in recent years, the whole Black Friday phenomenon has essentially just taken sales out of December. It doesn't actually increase the overall number of sales. It just moves it to a different month. So uh, like you'll see on the Amazon Black Friday sale particularly, everyone goes crazy for, for the deals. But to be fair, they could also buy the same product at the same price in December. It just, they just make a big deal of it and shift the sale into November. Uh, and this happens with a lot of clients now who want to do that just to get onto the bandwagon of the The hype around the Black Friday thing. So. For clients that work in e-commerce, especially the um, ones that sell direct to consumer, if you're looking at product sales um, over, the let's say, the festive period of, say, a two-month window, really end of October, early November is when sales literature, sales campaign material needs to be started to put out on their social media, on their website, start teasing what's coming up, uh, and also getting all your ducks in a row with regards what sale prices you're going to have. I mean, we've got a client who's going to be launching um, their... Uh, let's say winter sale on the 1st of October um so they're going to be planning it in September and so they're going to be getting all the prices set for you know when they can switch over on the particular day plan the um, email marketing material and all the things that go with that but they're planning months ahead so that when when they want to announce that all that work has been done
0: yeah definitely and I think as well we can um, we can see marketing from like the the social side of things and like your email marketing and um, I guess the content driven campaigns but really as well what I would say is making sure that your back-end system so your WordPress WooCommerce site for example if you have that everything is already streamlined as well so that whatever you market and put out in terms of like your content promises can actually be backed up by your business back-end as well because otherwise you could be in for a very tough time and um, then you'll have a lot of unhappy people to try and appease.
1: Yeah, I know you're right. And I think, you know, this is where these big one-off sale days, um, they're not really that great because like I say, all they really do is shift the sales from one day to another. Um, but what they then do is create a massive backlog of fulfillment. So you, you see this, uh, even in massive companies, you know, they, they, they start to say really early on, all our Black Friday uh, orders don't expect us to hit our normal 24 to 48 hour delivery window because it's just not going to happen. You know, if you've got a, a small business that maybe gets normally, let's say, 100 orders a day and then that suddenly swells in one particular day of the year to have 10,000 orders, best in the world, there is no way that business is going to cope with that. And also, it's not viable for them to increase their staff count and their, uh, their warehousing for that one day. So, whilst they pull a load of cash in, for one day for that sale just because it's a yeah it seems like a good thing to do all they've done is just taken the sales out of the other two months and essentially uh, annoyed a load of customers because they won't be getting their things on time but everyone still buys into the whole uh, black friday sale thing so um who's to say that it's wrong it's just it's just the way that that a lot of this b2c e-commerce has gone in the last couple of three years
0: Yeah, definitely. I think when I look at that from a branding point of view, I guess actually, you know, you've got the branding point of view, but then you've got the supply chain management point of view as well. You've got the brand point of view where you actually um, most, most People actually do want to increase the lifetime value of customers, have repeat customers coming back to them, have people that actually want to come back to the brand and re-spend as well. And a lot of them use these sales as a um, as a way to kind of like lower the barrier to entry and get people to spend money with them, see if they like them. And if that's not backed up by really strong supply chain management and you can't effectively get out what you are promising, then ultimately you really damage the reputation of your brand and those people are not going to come back they're going to complain on social media it's going to be incredibly visible people are going to see that you've not delivered on that brand promise that you've um, you've promised people to have and if you've done so much work on your marketing to drum up that um, anticipation for the promise and then you just don't deliver it almost is so much worse as well because you've like really built up the idea of somebody having that product and um, then you've just essentially not delivered so from a brand point of view it's awful if you don't and also from a supply chain management point of view it's like exactly what james was james was saying do you actually have the product in stock? Do you have the human resource to be able to get them out have you liaised with your delivery or your suppliers to be able to actually get your product onto the door of the person that's ordered it? And this is all of the stuff that you have to think about with e-commerce.
1: No, that's right. I mean, that, that those challenges are common across all e-commerce. And, you know, we also have an e-commerce business and it suffers from the same um, same things as that. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of looking at it from a marketing perspective, you know, it, it's it's a difficult thing to balance that logistical supply chain uh, human resources element with the benefits the business might get from that from that sort of let's say an intense period of marketing activity leading up to a sale period yeah because there's got there is value in creating hype and creating yeah. um awareness and drive for a particular product or range of products that are in sale um whether that's got long lasting value in terms of that customer who knows i mean it might be a good way to attract new customers that you wouldn't have got otherwise because they're not going to be seeing the intense marketing so you could argue that it might be a way to build database build customer um acquisition in the first place but then if you're letting them down on the first thing they buy because they're not getting the product is that really filtering through into giving you a good outcome with that customer going forwards it's very hard to know
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it just all comes down, though, to um, the devils in the details, isn't it, really, with these campaigns? And you really do have to plan effectively. Make sure that what you actually promise is ultimately delivered. And also know who you actually are targeting as well.
1: But, yeah, the same comes down to all e-commerce. So one of the things I always say to e-commerce clients when we're setting up things like um, shipping rules and um, you're just looking at the logistics end of how they process orders is be really transparent with the client about... um, what they're going to expect. So if you can't deliver something within, yeah, quicker than three days, don't even suggest you can, and make it really obvious that if you're ordering this and you're paying five pounds for standard delivery for argument's sake, it's going to be on a three to five day working day delivery that sets an expectation. It could be five days, they might get it in three days, so they're very happy. But it's yeah. not going to be less than three days, So, but they already know that. So, you know, again, you're just setting that expectation up front to avoid disappointment. I think, you know, and the problem is people like Amazon have ruined a lot of e-commerce for small retailers who can't meet the delivery timescales. I mean, I like just literally last night, I'd ordered some kit for the office, and um, monitors, some cables, and stuff like that, and I've had it at 12 o'clock today. To be frank, a small business can't match that because Amazon's logistics are 24-hour and they do, and they handle it themselves. So that it has created an expectation across the whole industry that you get things yesterday. But I think as long as the people are transparent in their marketing, so when they're doing a campaign, you know, and, and you're a small e-commerce retailer that maybe does, I don't know, £100,000 a year through your store, um, you know, you just be upfront and say in the literature, we're expecting a really busy period it will take us an additional three to five days to ship your order or whatever you're going to say that is, and then try and stick with that because I think there's nothing worse than setting that expectation and then missing it as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we've done some work with clients in the past around sales periods where we've created blogs for them and we've put out some PR pieces and done some social posts just to help set that expectation. So while you are building that hype and anticipation, there's also the side of, Look, these are kind of this this is a face of it. If you actually do order from us, then this is what's what you're going to come up against and this is how we're going to do it. Just being transparent about process I think is super important. And also as well, you've got a lot of um a lot of people I think now since covid especially, they do really want to champion those small businesses and they are actually prepared to wait now as well and I feel like sustainable is um well sustainable supply chains and also just sustainable marketing in general is having a movement at the moment and it is starting to take over the fast i want this now
1: no you're right i think like you say the covid thing brought around a bit of a uh, a change in how people see small businesses and especially because they were closed for so long and then everyone sort of is seeing what they're all struggling with in terms of getting back on the feet and um coping with you know patchy um supply chains and not getting everything on time and everyone is a little bit more understanding and whether that understanding continues or is it just like a temporary um effect of what's happened from covid we don't know Uh, any time is going to tell with that
0: yeah definitely and i think um one thing that i wanted to touch on as well is um so another reason that we're doing this is um Facebook recently launched their um, 2021 festive season guide for people who want to use their platform to help um, boost their e-commerce sales. I think it's a really, really good guide, actually, and it does have a lot of information in there in um, regards to basically just how to use our platform and how you can integrate it really with um, your e-commerce strategy and your website. And um, we have seen a lot of success really with clients that do this, both from a um a point of purchase point of view because you can now use a facebook shop and um, streamline that with your website but also that that community building really Um, so um Basically I think digital marketing is changing now and you're trying to replicate those real life experiences and digital has got better at this because of the pandemic as well. So um, Facebook has launched their four ways digital discovery is reshaping the mega sales and festival shopping landscape and the four things that they've come up with are community and connection, engagement and entertainment, anticipation and occasion which is kind of what we've already covered and then number four is inspiration and spontaneity. So, um, I just wanted to um, get your opinion on those, James.
1: Oh, I don't think I have an opinion on those, to be honest. I think a lot of them, t- I mean, you know, all these third party marketplaces and channels um, have always been around and they're all developing all the time. And I think Facebook, it's an odd one, actually, because in a, way, in a lot of ways, Facebook's declining its usage, especially amongst younger people who would be your traditional, more e commerce buying kind of folk but that's now changed and with the pandemic bringing older people into and being more comfortable buying online actually it kind of hits well with facebook's market who tends to be that kind of 30 to 80 year old <laughs> bracket let's say
0: yeah definitely i think what i've noticed is um from my quick jaunts on facebook because i don't really use it very much um, apart from when i'm doing client work is um just the amount of community groups that have popped up so for example like um you dice air app, and um, hair styling tips like your peloton groups that you're a yeah. part of and um It's the community, really, that drives that brand loyalty and that resonance with people and um, just, I guess, bringing those, I guess the kind of e-commerce aspect of it to life so yes you've got this product but now you've also got a community that can help you style your hair or like support you when you hit a pr and your peloton and um, yeah but i'm guessing these
1: things. communities also uh, act as a sales tool for the companies as well so yeah. like for argument you say like, you know you could join a group about your, your dyson hair dryer before you buy it so you yeah. get so you're getting that um, real life trusted review thing that's you know been going around for years and years with like trust pilots and things like that um, but from real people that you can engage with and ask real questions of who can become advocates for the product
0: yeah definitely and i think as well it's just interesting to see it all on one platform that effectively does it all they do the conversion right there in the platform they do the community right there in the platform yeah. i think they do the content generation right there in the platform as well Um, And I think as we see with social media channels, especially Facebook, they just want people to stay on the platform.
1: No, you're right. And I think that particularly works well for niche product businesses, Um, Mm. particular businesses that maybe sell one thing. So like Palatine's a good example. They fundamentally sell a treadmill and a bike. You know, they've got some accessories around that, but it's a good example. And they actually, staff from them directly post in the community groups. as well to answer questions from the community and provide support and things like that so they really adopt that as it must be part of their core strategy to do that. So, if you're a small e commerce retailer that may be focusing on, particular online, say, one particular product, and you can use these tools to build a, uh, a community around that, then you can take advantage of um, the all the things available to you to push and align that sort of community marketing with whatever sales objectives you've got at the same time. So, if you're leading into Christmas, for argument's sake, you can start talking about that early on in these community groups and building that hype and building that awareness. And it's all essentially just time you need to do that.
0: definitely. I think, and as well with that, you kind of need to, um, what I'd do if I wanted to do some sort of sale, I'd try and do online events in the run-up to that with customers or prospective customers. And... Try to immerse them in the brand beforehand so they've kind of got that discovery with it we have clients that are really really great on facebook and they have a lot of loyal fans on there and um, they create really engaging content for them they do events with them and now they're starting to do in-person events as well that are marketed through the facebook and um I think with social media, it's just one of those where the game is to be social, but we're now starting to see social selling in such a way that we've never seen it before. And I think for Christmas, it's not going to slow down.
1: No, no, completely not. And it's only going to wrap up and ramp up. And I think a lot of small businesses just need to realise that it's, this is where your online sales are going to come from. Yeah, you know, to a point, you know, people aren't necessarily going to just be Googling for something and hope you show up. Anymore. It's yeah. important as part of the mix, but it's not the be all and end all, and all these different places. And it's become a complicated landscape where you need to be everywhere.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've had um, conversations actually with clients recently how they just say that, like, um, and they're B2C and they're like, we've got a LinkedIn, we've got a YouTube, we've got a podcast, we've got a Facebook, we're on TikTok. We're just in all of these different places. And their internal resource for their marketing is not very big at all. And they just feel super stretched in terms of like all of the different platforms that are available to them and this thing, um, you've
1: only got so many hours in the day yeah so you know you can't spend your day running the business at the same time as doing all this social media work and you know working on your seo for your website and it, you know it, it's even for a small business it's complicated and, and it, it, you need to do a lot of it um, and that's essentially where that balance comes for those clients is whether to pay someone to do that work or to try and learn to do it themselves or a combination of both
0: Yeah definitely and I think when you have all these platforms as well you've got the different technical elements of it and you've also got the time pressures with Christmas sales to actually do them for the occasion and to build that anticipation in a way that is carefully orchestrated while at the same time still appealing to people that maybe just want to buy it because they've been rather spontaneous and they want that product now. You've got so many different elements, I think, to take into consideration.
1: Yeah, completely. And, yeah, again, I really understand how it's difficult for low, lower-budget small businesses to try and do all this. It's so hard, you know, and you feel sorry for them, really, because, you know, the, the cash isn't always great in these kind of businesses as well. So you don't, they don't want to spend too much money. But at the same time, they may feel it's a bit above their technical competency.
0: Yeah definitely and I think as well with the platforms in general um, if you're not in them at least I'd say a couple of times a week they change so rapidly that you're quite quickly out of your depth of them. The only... That's why I kind of think you can never really be an expert in social media because the platforms genuinely change all the time. You just need to adopt the frameworks that you know about and then deal with like the tumultuity of each platform on the day as it arises.
1: Yeah, completely. And like you say, yeah, we get clients who have been in their social media and then don't go into it for six months later and go, what the hell is this? It's all changed. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we're the same. you know, They can change it overnight and they, they move things about and things aren't where they expect to be. And it's a constant learning curve always to keep teaching yourself the new feature or where's this gone to or now how does that algorithm change? How have they had to adapt for a certain regulation that's come in? It is just something to be constantly on top of. And it is very difficult for a small business to a- keep continually adjusting that marketing strategy to accommodate the platform, the messaging, <laughs> the time of the year, yeah. all of those things together. Um, and then at the end of it, to try and make some sales. So it yeah. is very difficult.
0: No, definitely. And I think um, what I guess key takeaways then for clients is having a good plan, knowing what you actually want to achieve from your Christmas sales, making sure that you can actually deliver on those objectives that you've set yourself as well. And then just making sure that you do have that visibility and also a consistent approach to your campaign planning on whichever platforms you decide to choose. And when choosing your platforms, I would say, look at the ones historically that have actually brought in the most revenue for you instead of just picking up the latest new toy like TikTok and trying to run with it because ultimately if you've already got a revenue generation from one platform it's better to put your resource I would say into that to try and maximize it and maximize the potential of it than to just try something completely new that you might actually waste a lot of money in if your budget is tied only an, only experiment with different platforms if you actually have the time and the money spare to do so. I'd say. Oh yeah, hundred percent.
1: I mean, again, it's, have you got spare time? Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> going to be a new platform all the time. I think. I mean, TikTok probably isn't even the most recent new platform that's come no. out. I mean, we've had all sorts of stuff come since then. You've got things like Clubhouse, which we sort of use a little bit, but I wonder if it's died off a little bit now. Yeah. Um, and you've. Just, I don't know. You've. You've got to just look at it. Is your customer there? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're a B two B customer and you're targeting professional services, to be frank, they're not there. Yeah. They're probably on LinkedIn, and they're <laughs> yeah. probably still on LinkedIn. Yeah, you know, is it that you're looking at doing some hyper local work in terms of being able to target demographically um people within five miles radius of physically where you are who are interested in this and that? Facebook's got the data. Yeah. So you know, it's just knowing where they are and not wasting your time on stuff that maybe that you can't do that with, or it's a little bit early stage yet, I guess.
0: Yeah, definitely. So if you would like any help or advice on planning your Christmas e-commerce campaigns, please do get in touch at hello at so